around, gather around, join us for a spell. There is magic to be found, and stories here to tell. Feed the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello. So we are recording this on Monday. Yes. The 2nd. Of May. Of May. I want to brag about my weekend. Please. <laughs> so this happened a couple of weeks ago, everyone. Yes. So on Saturday, we finally, finally, finally finished the campaign that I was playing on Saturdays. Wow. And not only that, but we finally beat the campaign. And not only that, but we beat the bad guy in like four moves because we got very lucky and we're very smart. And so the DM was like, well, F. I had all these other things planned and you literally just defeated. This is so anticlimactic. You just defeated the bad guy. I expected this to go for two more sessions and now he's dead. And I was like, ha 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 ha. So we did it. And now the campaign is finished. And we got so much gold. <laughs> and now I'm a level 10. And it's great for that character anyway. And then uh, I got to hang out with a friend I haven't seen in like a bunch of years. And that was like so nice. Oh, nice. And her cats like chose me. <laughs> it was like so nice. I sat down and they were like, you're our best friend. And it feels very validating to be chosen by animals, you know. It does. They decided that my vibes were right. And I was like, yes. And then on Sunday. Mm. I was very, very fortunate to get to see the 5.30 showing of Welcome to Night Vale. I've never been to a Welcome to Night Vale show before. And you were saying this might be the last one with Cecil? Yeah. Yeah. That's what That was the case when the tour was supposed to go up in 2020. I don't know if that's changed. Mm -hmm. But I do know that Erin McEwen was there as the music, and she played queer gospel, and it was so good. A bunch of other stuff and, like, poetry. She was wonderful. And the show was so good. And I don't want to spoil anything. Okay. Because it's called The Haunting of Night Vale. That's not a spoiler. That's what the tour is called. That's what the story is called. It was perfect. Oh, wow. It was like perfect. How often do you get to say that? Not very. The thing about Night Vale is that it's funny. Mm -hmm. But it's also kind of spooky. I think it's terrifying. But it's also so beautifully heartwarming. Mm -hmm. And it got to the ending and I was like... By that point, they had lulled me into this idea that I wasn't going to be an emotional wreck at the end. And then they just drop kicked my heart. And I was like, God dang, dang it. And it was so good that I definitely cried a bunch. And it was so nice to be surrounded by a bunch of fucking nerds. Like, because there's a specific type of nerd that listens to Night Vale. And it was so nice to be surrounded by them. I am taking a picture of her right now <laughs> to put on Instagram when we release this episode because she's wearing the Haunting of Night Vale. I also bought the Night Vale World Tour t-shirt as well as the bandana and the buttons. And I bought Erin McEwen's a new album on vinyl because it's very good. And do you have a record player? I have a record player. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need one I really love my badly. record player. We just got it. Uh, I had one for a long time and then it broke. Anyway, it was perfect and it was wonderful. Mm. 
And Cecil Baldwin is such an incredible speaker. Joseph Fink and Jeffrey Craner are such incredible writers. It felt like being embraced. This whole experience felt like just the most wonderful embrace. I just want to brag about the fact that I got to experience it. I'm so glad you got to go. I got to sit so close, too. Did you really? Like, eye contact Because you bought them so late? I don't know how. There were people, there were empty seats. Which, in my opinion, is a crime. That's because of COVID, I'm sure, still. I don't know. The Neptune's not a big venue. No. Anyway, it was wonderful, and it was just nice to connect with fellow nerds and be around other weirdos like me, and it was just really fun. That is great. Congratulations. Thanks. I'm so happy. Thanks. I will, if I may, yes. before we head to the library, or if we're headed yes. to the library, well, are we headed to the library? Really. We're going to go right to the bonfire, maybe. But I had, I and I meant to tell you all this last episode, I had blood mead this Sunday. Tell me everything. And it was amber color. I'm going to post a picture of it on Instagram. It was beautiful. It tasted great. It is 19% alcohol. My wife said they limit you how much you can have, but they don't. I don't know if they do or not. It was fine. I did fine. And then I moved to a raspberry mead, which I don't remember what that one was called, but it wasn't blood mead. That's so cool. It was so fun. It was a great way to celebrate Beltane. I love that. Yeah, it was totally fun. I want to try a blood mead. It's really good. I'll take you. Okay. I will take you to the beverage place. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're going to, sorry, we have to stop now. It was a great episode. Bye, everybody. Bye, we're going to get beverages. (laughs) We're getting some adult beverage. (laughs) Yeah, we'll go. Okay. Make a date of it. Be fun. Okay. You did one of these. Oh, I just also wanted to say that my mom and I also planted our spring flowers. (laughs) (gasps) Yes. And we just ordered our planters. So we're getting three tiered big wide planter boxes to put on either side of our porch which is gonna be like so great that is so cool and i finally had to buy a spray squirrel repellent you did yes what does that mean what do you where do you well have to do i was with using it? sachets that right. have like a smell right the squirrels and crows i think have decided that they're trying to fuck with me and they're literally pulling out all the tags from the herbs and all of the sachets and dropping them on the ground as if to say, <laughs> these aren't going to work anymore. So I bought a spray, which just means I have to be extra, extra careful washing my herbs before I eat them. Yeah. Because it reeks. It, no. It's, I mean, it's not like it doesn't stick around. Oh, the smell of the, the spray? The smell of the okay. spray is quite bad. But mm. this morning when I went out there, the herbs were untouched. Good. So I feel like every week or so I'm going to have to go out there and like. I have to cover mine. We came out May May 1st. We walked out and on my little post, Mm -hmm. there was a squirrel just sitting there. He'd like hopped up and I went, you were just in the strawberries. And he looked at me like, I wasn't in the strawberries. You don't know me. I was like, you were in the strawberries. (laughs) And I I walked toward him and I said, you cannot be in my strawberries. And so he ran away. When we plant the planter boxes, I'm probably going to get some netting, some like green mesh. Oh, yeah. And hang it from the top of the railing to the bottom of the planters. That's good. Because we want to plant like squash and tomatoes and strawberries. (laughs) And squirrels and crows are like yum, 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 a buffet for me. Yeah. I feed them so they're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Whatever. They want to eat everything. They do. There you go. How's your raccoon problem? 
Not as Welcome bad. to our garden show, by the way. <laughs> Not as bad as it was. Uh, we had some real chonkers, if you all remember. Uh, some big, scary-looking boys. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen them in a while. Mm. And I don't know uh, what's happened to them. But we have gained a black cat <gasps> trespasser. Oh, no. Which likes to sit on the chair on the porch and stare at my cat as if to say, ha ha, I get to be out here and you don't. And Tybalt does not like that. Ooh, I bet not. And this cat is beautiful, but also kind of an antagonist. (laughs) Little Um, shit. But I have begun gaining the trust of the crows, like in a real way. So I love that. Every day around eleven thirty or noon, I go out with a cup full of kibble and little slices of apple. They finally took one of my offerings. I brought out like a Canadian nickel. It was very shiny. They finally took it. Every single offering I've brought out there, they've just thrown it on the ground. It's been years and they haven't taken any of mine. I keep trying. Here's what I think happened. Mm-hmm. A long, long time ago, I lived in another house and I didn't know anything about crows. This was like 25 years ago when we first moved into our house and it was the first season of Crow Babies. And we had cats. And at the time we had outdoor cats. Mm. We allowed them outside because of where we were. We thought it was okay. And now that's not the case ever no. again. As long as I live, I will never have outdoor cats. They have catios though. Don't worry, everyone. And I went out because one of our cats was like trying to get under this bush and there was a crow under there. So I grabbed the crow and I took it into the house and I was nice to it. And I called Bob, the who's not in existence anymore, who used to come and pick up wild animals. He goes, that's a baby crow. Do you hear a lot of noise outside? I said, I do. He goes, they're really ticked because you took him out. I said, he goes, just keep the cats in the house for the next couple of days and that crow will be fine. Go put it back exactly where you had it. Yeah. And then there was another incident in that same house. We heard something in the chimney. (laughs) I was like, what the heck? We have no idea to this day how it happened. But there was a crow up there. He was an adult crow. Bob said he was probably a little bit sick, but he'd be fine where he was taking him. They weren't going to euthanize him, and they didn't. These crows, I've been systematically feeding every day between 1130 and 1230. That's so good. They love that consistency. Taking out kibble and little slices of apple. Today they got some popcorn because when I was at the Neptune, I got some popcorn. And if I love stale popcorn, I know they're going to like stale popcorn. And they do. I love stale popcorn. Stale popcorn, stale chips, flat soda. Big fan. And... (laughs) and so i go out there and today i was like i'm just gonna sit here on our new storage bench Mm. i'll put the food out and i'll sit very still and i'll wait they all flew to the fence which is very near i took some videos they flew (sighs) to the fence and the like neighboring shed right up against the fence like where they could be close to me But they didn't come to the deck. And then I went, I waited and waited and waited. And I talked to them and I introduced myself and I gave them my magical name so they know who I was. Then I was like, okay, they're officially too wary of me. So I'm going to go inside. I went inside and like a minute later, they decided that I wasn't coming back and they came down and ate the food. There's one, I think it's a male crow because he's not quite as pretty as the other crows. And... He has sort of brown in his feathers as opposed to that sort of like jet blue, Mm -hmm. beautiful blue color. 
And I think that he's like a scout or just the most brave or reckless because he comes to the deck first. Yeah, that happens here too. And then the rest of them follow. And there's like 12 of them. There's so many. They came and they ate and then they left. And I'm not going to bring out another shiny thing for a while. That's smart. Because they did take the first shiny thing fucking finally. That's really cool, Corey. I'm going to see if they start bringing me things back. Eventually. The dream is to be able to hold out a slice of apple in my hand and have it come and take it. That's the dream. And I'm going to get there because I am a stubborn bitch. My dream is my shoulder. I want one on my shoulder. Sure. I see this on TikTok all the time. Come on. Yeah. Just random crows who come up to strangers. I'm like, hey. Kim Rhodes from Supernatural. She plays Jody. Yeah. She was doing a series of videos on her Instagram and she was sitting up against a wall, like a roof almost, with her back to the roof and she was holding her hand behind her. So she wasn't looking. She was just holding it behind her and she could see behind her in her phone. And crows would come and take the things out of her hands. And she would get so excited. Because it's the best. Animals are the best. Animals are the best. So if you listen to all of this, then you didn't see the skipper or you wanted to hear it. (laughs) Yeah. So thanks for listening to us talk about gardens and animals and plants and stuff. Yes. We will now move on to the actual But I will absolutely (laughs) keep you posted on the garden. Please. I love that. Yeah. Hey, what are we talking about today? We are talking about oracle cards. We are. We are. I think there's very little library. I don't, I don't have any I library. Any. Oh, you don't? We're just going to go really. right to the bonfire, everybody. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. What do you want to say okay. about oracle cards? Well, first of all, I do have a couple sources, even though this isn't like technically library stuff. Uh, allure.com. Really? Yes. More oh, allure. Morbidanatomy.org. Learnreligions.com. Of course. Bramblevitch.wordpress.com. Ooh. And theoracle.ca. Wow. Now, in true Corey fashion, what I've done is I've read all these things and then synthesized them down. As you should. Like a delicious cold brew. Mm. So the only like real history I have about oracle cards. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't mean that it's the only history that exists. It's just the only history that I was able to find or, like, understand. So is that in Europe, in the late 18th century, there were playing cards that were designed specifically for divination by putting iconic divinatory symbols or holy symbols, depending, on existing cards. So this was like, take the playing card you already have and then make them divinatory. There's also a 36 card decked by, deck by Lenormand, by a guy named Lenormand. Yeah, that is also, I guess, a different type of tarot as well. And a lot of people do it. Fascinating. On Instagram, I think Silver Ravenwolf teaches how to read that type of tarot. Yeah. I guess it's really different. I don't know much about it. I don't know much about it either. Yeah. All I know is that oracle cards kind of run the gamut theme wise. Mm -hmm. Anything, you can really turn anything if you have the, the creativity and the inspiration and the like oomph. Yeah. To do it. And a lot of oracle cards are actually 
angel cards too. That's a huge thing. It is. And you know what? My wife and I had a discussion about that this Tell weekend. Me but everything. I'm going to, oh, are you ready for me? Yes. To, uh, so she doesn't listen to the podcast, everybody. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Anyway. So she does my fault. Me she's a patron, but she doesn't <laughs> listen. Bless her heart. Every once in a while, she'll go, she'll ask something. I went, wow, you know, there's this podcast you could listen to and you'd know the answer to that. And she's like, what? Ever. Anyway, I told her what we were doing this week. And I love Tammy so much. <laughs> she's pretty swell. I kind of like her God, too. She's funny. I'll keep she's her. so dry. She said, So are those like the angel cards we used to have? Because do you remember those little, did you ever know them? These little angel cards and they would say stuff like commitment and they'd have a little angel. Ne- Why are you doing your eyes yes, like I that? I do remember that. Why? Did you hate them? Sorry, my eyes just rolled so hard I hurt myself. <laughs> oh, anyway, Should- we had those and I said, Well, it's kind but not really like that. I went to a church of the Nazarene daycare. Oh, yeah. Because it's what was available. My mother was raising us alone. It was across the street, basically, from my school. They had a daycare. They would take you to school. You'd come back. I went there until I was way too old to be going to daycare because my mom, again, raising me alone with my sister. There was a very competitive aspect to learning about the Bible. There was a time when I had all the books of the Bible memorized in order ditto because if the more you got for every five you memorized you got a gold star and for every 10 you memorized you got a little angel card (laughs) with some inspirational word on it so that is your memory of angel cards (laughs) well how you know i don't want to say brainwashy but how brainwashy anyway that was my experience I do not speak for all experiences of that particular thing. In retrospect, I feel very taken advantage of. Carry on. (laughs) A very deep discussion ensued. Mm -hmm. We actually had some really deep conversations about Oracle and Tarot. Mm -hmm. My belief system, which we've had before. I mean, this is not like new. We've been married for quite some time. Yeah. And then (laughs) we walked into a great independent bookstore because it was independent bookstore celebration day april 30th and Mm. may 1st buy from independent i posted something and jen boothby again funny human if you're not following her on instagram you should be very good time (laughs) yeah there was in this independent bookstore all this witchy stuff and all this astrology stuff and the queer tarot card was there so oracle cards and tarot cards are like everywhere angel cards came up and i didn't know about Corey's. You know, fraught history I hadn't with really them. thought of it either until yeah. you mentioned them. And I was like, oh, no. It's like in a movie when this camera zooms into a character's eye and it takes you to a flashback. Mm-hmm. It felt like that. I think it's safe to assert that the difference between... The main differences between tarot cards mm. and oracle cards are, one... Tarot cards are more structured in that they always have the same or one of a couple same Mm -hmm. quantities, and they follow the major minor arcana format in general, generally speaking, right? They also, well, they have different interpretations of the cards from time to time. They sort of follow a similar meaning theme, right? The empress is always going to mean sort of similar things that's of course not speaking for all of them but generally speaking 
And a lot of them are going to have some of the same symbols. Yes. Just like we've been exploring in our tarot series. Which I love doing. Yeah. But oracle cards. Yeah. Could have anywhere from 10 cards to 100 cards. Yeah. There's a lot more freedom. And they can be anything. Yeah. And the thing that is different about reading tarot versus reading oracle cards is that oracle cards, again, this is generally speaking, are read one at a time. Whereas tarot, there are different spreads. Lots of different spreads. That you can use. There are some people who do oracle spreads, but... I don't know if I could do that. I, I don't... Such big... So many big concepts all at once. I, I know. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. That is... Ex- I, I was like, oh, that feels overwhelming. That's overwhelming. Yeah. The idea of that is overwhelming to me. Now, I love to do a th- three-card tarot spread and an oracle card. Me too. I love to do that. I've done that for a couple of the Patreon polls I've done. But I love to do that because... What I'll do is I will pull the oracle card and then that sort of sets the theme or the stage for how I will interpret the three cards that I pull in my tarot Mm. deck. It's very cool. Also, oracle cards, in the same way that tarot cards can be, super great writing prompts, journaling prompts, meditation prompts. And I think they're really good for intuition. Yes. Because you don't get as much, you can't like, well, I guess you can. Uh, The Sacred Bee has a, Oracle has a book that you can go to. And uh, I don't know if, I don't know if Urban Crow does. I think it does. Of course it must. You can go to the book, and but usually just intuit it, y'all. Just intuit it and then go to the book. There's sort of this, to your incredibly good point there there's this sort of do you ever play the word association game yes i play it constantly i play it with song lyrics mostly it's very annoying in meetings people put up with me thank you for that but oracle decks are so good as an intuition check like you said or like a gut check yeah like if you pull a card and it says i'm gonna be really really basic here it just says Mm -hmm. it says joy Mm -hmm. and your immediate reaction is let's meditate on that why is your reaction to joy a scoff what's going on what's going on with you what do what do what do you need to maybe think about ponder unpack and that would be a good time to maybe pull out some tarot cards and meditate on that or if it if it pulls up a card that's like struggle but you're not really feeling a struggle. What's that mean? It's like... You can do a lot of different things with that. It's the most incredible free association game. <laughs> if I pulled that and wasn't struggling, I would... Who in my life is struggling who right now? Who can I help? Who can I help? Yeah. Yes. What a beautiful way to think about that. Yeah. What a not self-centered way to think about yeah. that. <laughs> well, I might also, depending on yeah. my mood, you know, before Adderall, I would go, oh no, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> that paranoia. But if you pull a card that's like aspirational mm-hmm. or or whatever it could gonna they're they're usually words that are gonna make you feel some kind of way they are and the pictures that go with them oh, are gonna make you feel goodness a kind of way as well yes they're so cool there's an oracle challenge going on right now actually i think it ended it ended on april 30th oh. there, that oracle challenge was going on i yeah. love that 
you've got several oracle decks next to you. Mm-hmm. You've got the Everyday Witch Oracle. You've got the Urban Crow Oracle. You've got the Sacred Bee, the Seed and Sickle. And then you've got, I can't remember the name of that cool little hexagonal one. This is one of my favorites. I have that as well. It's, it's the, the Citadel. Citadel. It, it came with the Seed and the Sickle. This inspired poetry like the moment I got it. I love that deck. I have spent so much time with this one. I I was not into Oracle decks. Here's what's so horrific. <laughs> I wanted so badly to share with you, Corey, my fairy, my Amy Brown fairy. And talk a little bit about the fae, probably why I'm scared of the fae, because that's how I saw them for so long. I didn't Mm. know any better. And I thought I brought it downstairs, and it's not here, but it's not back upstairs. But all the boxes are here. And I'm like, where are my cards? I just saw them. I see a box down there that says the Hedgewitch Botanical Oracle. Yes, I have that too. Yes, I have way too many cards. And here's what's so bad is that uh, MJ just put out an expansion oracle for the crows. (laughs) I'm I'm like, I'm on a moratorium. And no, I'm not. And Sacred Bee, she's about to finish the last one in a trilogy. So I'm like, okay. I have to budget for those. I, and I brought these out on purpose so we could talk about them. The other one that I really love came with the Newman. Oh, the I have Newman. that one. I love yeah. that. And I was just going to share some of my favorite cards. Please. Vulpecula. Mm-hmm. And see what we mean about it can be anything. <laughs> it's I, a beautiful it image. It is such a beautiful card. And I'll... I'll try to share it on Instagram when this comes out. Do you want to pick one of yours from that card? And yeah. I'll talk about a couple more. Seed and Sickle. Fez, I absolutely love this deck. I haven't spent as much time with it as I need to. I did just use it for, at the time of this recording, I did a poll on May 2nd for the Southern Hemisphere and the Northern Hemisphere because we're at different times and they worked out really well. I got Rose, which was all about love and light and stuff right after Beltane. And then I drew community for the Southern Hemisphere. And I think it was really important. What it said to me is that, you know, as you're going into this dark time, make sure you don't isolate yourself, especially since, you know, we're still coming out of COVID. We're not done with it yet. But the Citadel deck, I... I just fell so madly in love with it. What'd you pick out of oh, that one? Oh, I have two favorites in the Newman Oracle deck, uh, which are Corvus and Hydra. Ooh. So the they're I think partly because they're both just like incredibly powerful looking women. I mean, I respect, <laughs> I respect any baddie that's like, I will recline on my throne tits out surrounded by snakes. Uh-huh. Huge fan of that. That's the dream. And the other one is Corvus, which is this person in, I don't know, traveling gear maybe, and surrounded by humongous crows that look like they're shielding her and protecting her. And I love that because that to me says like support system, like you can be this powerful bitch, absolutely boss in the center of this, but you need your support system yeah you your do. community that's what that card says you to me. really do whereas the hydra card says to me like try it you know what i mean like I dare you like you can't try me right now yeah and there's something really cool about that i have too many favorite in the citadel but <laughs> one of my favorites is the alchemist and here's the thing too I should talk to Fez about this we interviewed Fez a long long time ago way before this came out when what was uh, the, it, the her botanical books, which I also have on my desk. There are very few things 
That's that's not true. There are very few books on my desk. <laughs> there <laughs> are lots of things, thank you, on my desk. And folk magic healing and botanical curses is, are two of them of the books that I keep on my desk. But I love The Alchemist. So it was so interesting, though, when I was first pulling them, and I always do the intuitive thing first, and I'd go to the book and I went, huh, that doesn't resonate with me. But the card resonates with me. And it was... And then I've gone back to the book a couple of times and I find her writing what she writes about them so inspiring. Mm. And it's just a different perspective. It's a different take on that card. So I like to consider, I, I, again, always go with my intuition first and then look at that and go, I might need to consider that because this is her energy coming out. And also, what a great way to be like, the same energy can be interpreted two different ways. Yeah. Which is like, of I course. I love that. Of course. Just like an acting scene. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lord. That exercise where everyone gets the same script and you have to say that in like a dramatic way or a comedic way. Or... I may have just tortured my students with that one. Anyway. <laughs> the three that I have here from the Citadel are the Assassin, mm. the Witch, and the Shepherd. Yeah, They are the most evocative images for me. Uh, I also love the idea of there being a card called the Assassin. I know. What a big word with a big vibe. Yeah. So I wrote this whole poem about building a citadel. I was just so inspired by this. I've written lots of stuff based on oracle cards and actually tarot decks, but not as much. I'm just going to describe a couple of them to you. The moon deck, one of my favorite cards is the I unleash my wildness and choose to be free. So we just had two and they're small too, by the way. Mm-hmm. They just had a word mm-hmm. or a title on them. This is an actual whole directive. I unleash my wildness and choose to be free. And there's a wonderful woman with a wolf behind her and a full moon and the moon is kind of reddish. And this artwork is just gorgeous. I love the the moon. I love that that's like a mantra or a prompt mm-hmm. or an affirmation. They actually call themselves the moon deck, not the moon oracle, but I think of it as an oracle card. And then, of course, of course, two people that we've had on the show, there is the Urban Crow, which I'm so excited for the expansion. Deck. I have a couple of those prints hanging in my office. I know. Me too. I just love them so much. And I love MJ's work so very much and so the expansion deck is coming out there are too many favorites here (laughs) i really like sacred space though which i also posted a couple of weeks ago it's one of my favorites and then the other one is which i haven't had enough time to spend with it's just been so busy yeah is deborah blake's everyday witch oracle which is just gorgeous i love the fun artwork you know i've got the sacred bee and as you said the hedge the botanical the hedge witch botanical yeah, yeah. seed and sickle one yeah. thing i will say is that should you choose to use these tools we will never ever be out of inspiration no i don't think so anytime you get a block of any kind crack open your oracle deck i was talking about the challenge earlier in the episode by the way if you listen to last week my spark was dr lisa i went ahead and added on the fact that at the end of april she has a Kickstarter to buy the her her deck, oh, and it yeah. is abstract and gorgeous. And her words, her writing that go with it, are absolutely beautiful. So Lisa oh, R. Berry, yeah, actually, that I was on a tarot deck. Yeah, episode. I think she's actually doing that one print on demand. Oh, and I think the one that's on Kickstarter 
is her tarot or oracle. I think it's tarot, though, for uh, with snakes. Ooh. It's so cool. I love snakes. No, it must be oracle. I don't know. I shouted it out last week. Go listen to that. Two weeks ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. Time is so weird. Uh, anyway. Yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa R. Berry. Check out their Kickstarter. Yeah. Do you have other stuff you want to say about Oracle decks? Not really. There's, they're, I don't know. They're one of those things that like probably has existed in one form or another for a really long time, but there's no like hard, fast rules for what they have to be. It doesn't seem like it. And so it's hard to track them through history. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no like set of rules. So it's really hard to find how those rules might have changed or been created because they don't exist. And so who knows how old Oracle yeah. stuff, probably forever ago. Anytime anybody's used divinatory cards, probably there's been Oracle type decks. Yeah. But I think that's fascinating and and neat and cool. And I love variety. I love variety. And I have put it on my schedule to share some of my decks on Instagram. So if you're interested in seeing some of them. Also, if you work with Oracle cards, and especially if you work with Oracle cards and prefer them over tarot cards, we would love to hear from you. Please. Yeah. Email us, comment on our Instagram. Please do. That'd be great. Well, should we send up some sparks? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. My spark today is Raven's Flight, the Magical Apothecary. They have been in business for 25 years, since 1997, and I order my incense, my dragon blood incense from them because I know they ethically source it. And I also ordered my little glass ball because one of these days I want to get a big crystal ball, but they're really expensive, (laughs) a a clear crystal ball. But I wanted a clear because I've got all these. I have small amethyst globe and a small rose crystal rose quartz rose quartz crystal ball a small one they're all small like you can hold them in your hand and then a regular just quartz crystal but they're all cloudy so I ordered this glass one from them and they were so kind they sent me a little stand to come with it that I hadn't ordered and I was just like oh y'all are so sweet thank you so much so I just wanted to say thank you and I'm already almost out of the Hakate incense that I took a chance on take a chance take a chance take a chance and it's take a take a chance ah, it's wonderful and so is the Morgan incense it's okay. just really great and they have lots of other things they're a metaphysical apothecary I love store. it yeah I love them a lot I cannot wait to look at their mm-hmm. shop and want all the things yeah <laughs> what about you mine is an artist really a French artist named Vic O please please go check her out. Uh, she does some really incredible, weird psychedelic art, and I love it very much. I was looking up witchy artists, and she came up on a couple of lists of like artists who are portraying witches in new and beautiful ways. Kind of a vibe. Her stuff is wild. Is it on YouTube? No, she's got her own website. It's Vic, V-I-C-O-H, Vic O dot F-R. Because she's French. And she's also on Instagram at ovico. Her stuff is just rad. Like, there's no other word for it. It's just very rad stuff. I think she sells prints. I mean, obviously she must because she's got to make make a living as an artist. But 
she sells all kinds of stuff and she's got like gallery showings and and it's just really beautiful and weird and good and I wanted to direct you to her so you can see her weird rad art for yourself that's really fun yeah yeah I'm make sure to... you get that h in there or you'll be taken to a frito's website not that that just happened to me yes it did <laughs> i'm trying to expand my like interests yeah and so this was a way to do that for me and i now know about her and as well as a couple other really cool artists so please go check her out that's amazing that is amazing. Yeah. Cool. Hey, this I'm was excited. fun. Yeah, it was fun. Let's go get some food and go to sleep. Yes, and please. And <laughs> you all take care of yourself out there. Lots of self-care. We're sending you lots of love. Lots of all the love. Hope you're all doing well. I have a couple of friends right now who I know are really, really going through it. And mm. I want you to know that I love you very much. It sucks now, but nothing is forever. And this too will, will go away and open up into something new and better. It will. And if Mercury retrograde is hitting you hard, hang in there, everybody. You got this. And until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget that you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.